Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. I'm here, everybody. Weather's getting nicer. We talked about the weather sometimes at the beginning. It's very region-specific, so it doesn't really (laughs) apply to a lot of people. Probably should stop doing that. It is beautiful outside. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of the season finale, or series finale, rather, of WandaVision. Also, our review of Raya, Raya in The Last Dragon. I keep saying it wrong. I keep, I keep doing that, too. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll do those things, Holden. That one movie podcast. <laughs> What things are those, Jimmy? The the reviews. The reviews. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that went without saying. But what do we have <laughs> to do first? The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. Tom's is a rapid-fire segment where we we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get started, Holden. Okay, so uh, this week we actually do have release date stuff and some, like, interesting developments here as well. Uh, The first one is uh, F9. The hotly anticipated Fast and Furious sequel that we're both excited to see uh, it has been pushed back a month uh, from May 28th to June 25th. So, heaven forbid, Jimmy, we have to wait another month for this movie. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. F9. 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 We'll <laughs> waiting another month, Holden. So, I'll say Bergeron. Yeah, I will too. Uh, the next one is uh, <laughs> the one I'm most sad about is Minions 2. <laughs> the Rise of Gru. The Rise of Gru has been pushed back a whole other year. <laughs> I have I have a coworker very disappointed by that. Really? <laughs> yes, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that one. It uh yeah, it's been pushed back July second, twenty twenty one. So I I guess it's not technically a whole year because it's July first, twenty twenty two is when it's coming out. So. Just a day short of that. Hey, man, got to cash in on that merch. Yeah, right. Wait till those department stores are open so you can go cash in on that Minions merch. I want to buy some Minions Tic Tacs. I want to go to the grocery store and get some banana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a Minion thing they like. Did you Um, put... This is kind of related to... I'll give that a a Brokaw. Um, uh, this is kind of related. I'm sure you didn't have this in those, but did you see that like Sony has some patent where you can use like a banana as a controller or something? Really? <laughs> There's some sort of patent from like a few years ago that somebody found, and it's yeah, like I definitely did not see this. <laughs> turning fruit into controllers or something. <laughs> nope. Uh, I will give Minions delay a Broca as well. Another year where we don't have to watch a new Minions movie. Uh, this was a bit of news that I meant to bring up uh, last week, but uh, the the new Eric Andre movie, Bad Trip, is coming out March 26th on Netflix. Uh, that movie is like, it, 
it previously had been accidentally released last year on Amazon Prime in April. And so there's a lot of reviews out for that movie already. And it's apparently like pretty good for what it is. I mean, it's it's like a, a full length <laughs> Eric Andre show that basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just been kind of like Netflix bought the rights last year and then they're just now releasing it, I guess. So I'm excited for that. I don't know if we'll talk about it on the podcast at all, but I will watch it. I don't know. See, I like that in short spurts. I don't know if I'd like it for like 90 minutes. So I'll give it a Bergeron. Give it a Brokaw. Um, and then the next one. Oh, this is the most surprising one, though, is that A Quiet Place Part 2 has actually been pushed up. It was previously going to come out on September 17th, but now it's coming out Memorial Day. May 28th. Oh, which wow. is pretty Yeah, that's it's like jumping up quite a bit. Um and so then it was this was announced by John Krasinski on Twitter. He just released a like a little a, like teaser image for it and then the tweet said, "They always say good things come to those who wait." Well, I think we've waited long enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh yeah, so the I'll get that a broke up. I'm excited to see it. I mean, I'm ser- I'm sure it's done. It's been done. They were about yeah. to release it. So, I don't know <laughs> well, why they would wait that long. I think people a lot of theaters and stuff will be open by May, I think, around the the nation. Well, well, yeah, and like when it when it initially got delayed, it was like just a couple weeks out from its release. Um. So yeah, but yeah, I can't wait to feel really guilty about eating popcorn during a movie again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give that a broca, broca as well. Uh, last week, last Sunday, uh, we had the Golden Globes. I won't go through every single one, but I'll go Which, through the did ones. Did you know that was happening last Sunday? We mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, no. I that was, When did we mention it on the podcast? Was that two weeks ago? We talked about the nominees, I guess, but I didn't realize the award. Like, I, the awards came and went. And I had no idea they even happened. Yeah. Nor did I <laughs> I kind of forgot they were happening, too. I think, I, I think maybe I heard, like, in the middle of it. Um, I won't go through, like, all of them, but I'll go through the ones that I think pertain to us the most. Uh, so Nomadland uh, won best movie, uh, the best drama movie, uh, and also best director for Chloe Zhao, uh, which is cool. I think we both are happy with that decision. Yes. Uh, then Borat, uh, subsequent movie film, won best uh, comedy, and then or musical. Uh, yeah, comedy or musical, <laughs> and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen also won for best actor in a comedy, which. I'm happy with both of those as well. Um, Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor in a Drama. I think that was pretty predictable. I think he's going to sweep most of the award- these award shows. Um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor for being in Judas and the Black Messiah as Fred Hampton, which I was like, cool. He was really Best good sup- in that movie. Yeah. Um, Aaron Sorkin won Best Screenplay for uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. I don't remember what was up against him, but, I mean, the movie was good, so good for him, I guess. I don't know about that one. I would say no. What were the other nominees, do you know? I don't know what the other nominees were, but I just remember some of the writing I did not like because it was not historically accurate, and it seemed very Hollywood, and I didn't like it. I, I, I liked his direction more than his writing on that one, actually. Okay. I... 
I mean, I'm. I guess typically I would base it off of the other nominees, but I don't remember what the other nominees were. This could be one of those. We you should probably have the one or he's won some before though, hasn't he? Probably. Yeah. So probably one for the Social Network at least. Yeah, I'm sure. So I don't know. I I mean, it was good, but I I was not without its faults in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Soul won both uh, Best Animated Movie and also the Best Original Score, which I think both are both deserving. That's the score for that movie. I thought was really good. Uh, Minari won Best Foreign Language Film. <laughs> Completely made by Americans. Yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> I mean, like, the the Oscars, that category, it's best foreign film, so it, like, has to be foreign. This is foreign language, though, so if you just, if you're an American and you make it in a different language, like, you could be nominated for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine the Oscar nominations will have to be coming out here pretty soon. Yeah, I think so. That's in April? Yeah. Those usually come out, like, a month away, so yeah, probably pretty soon. Um, Shit's Creek won Best TV Series Comedy. That was mostly for me. I know you don't care about it that much. I, I, I watched um, two seasons and I just didn't. I don't know. Holman. It was fine. Uh, and then also more for me, uh, Queen's Gambit won Best Limited Series. And Anya Taylor-Joy won for that, too. I've seen that as well, Holden. <laughs> have you? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. You have. Yeah. That I was forgot. good. I thought it ran out of steam kind of towards the end. Personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. I'll, fine. Those are fine. Bergerons. I mean, none were like, wow, well, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of them are like that surprising. I mean, you loved Nomadland, so I am I'm bet you're, you're happy for that and one. And Minari, so I'm glad they both won major awards. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bergeron for me, too. Uh, so Jumanji 4... Is confirmed to be happening. What a surprise! Uh, it's a slow news week this week, but uh, Haram, I'm, I'm just. Why don't they just call it Jumanji Three? Like, why is the first one the original part of that continuity? Because it really, they have nothing to do with each other. I mean, it, it's like technically we don't call it Spider-Man Eight. <laughs> well, but like the original is technically in that continuity. But that's dumb. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's loosely it's loosely connected, but I mean, whatever this doesn't is matter. The third of these new Jumanji movies. Okay, uh, but it's confirmed to be happening by Haram Garcia, who's the president of the, the production studio that makes them Seven Bucks Productions. Uh, but it's still in the early stages due to all the COVID delays. So, yeah, not really surprised with any of that. Yeah, they'll be pumping out these for years to come, <laughs> as long <laughs> as they make money. <laughs> What's yeah. Oh, I uh, Ber, uh, Bergeron. Yeah, Bergeron for me too. I liked the last one. I think quite a bit. If I remember, I don't remember though. You, yes, you liked it more than I did. Uh, okay. So then next up is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, we just got a couple casting confirmations for that. Hugh Grant just signed on to be the main villain, but they haven't said who he is or whatever. Uh, and then Sophia Lillis is also. Uh, from it sophia she's young beverly (laughs) ah yes she's also signed on um so yeah a couple good actors 
I don't know Hugh. I haven't watched too many Hugh Grant movies. I think he's good from what Hugh I've seen Grant. him in. I know the name. I that's one. You'd recognize people. the face. I recognize the name, so hopefully I recognize the face. Let's see here. Come on, internet. Hugh Grant. He's in a lot of like romantic comedies, but he's like been branching out lately. I think. Well, I have not seen any of his top movies listed here. Boy, have you seen Love think... Actually? No. Okay. No, I only That's know like the a... name. I don't. I don't recognize. I haven't seen any of these movies. Okay. I have not seen Cloud Atlas. <laughs> is he in that? <laughs> That's what it says. Tom Hanks is also in that. <laughs> That's um, a wild movie that I want to watch sometime because I've heard it's just like bananas. Like bananas. the minions. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll give it a Bergeron. Hold on. Is this a standalone movie? Are they like setting up a franchise? What's going I on? Assume they'll, I assume they'll try to make a franchise out of it if they can, but hopefully it stands on its own because we'll see. If Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons hasn't had the best uh, track record with movies from what I understand, so we'll hmm. see. Interesting. I'll give it a Bergeron. What's next? A Borderlands movie. Um more casting news about this uh Ari- ariana greenblatt will play tiny tina who is a very fan favorite character from the borderlands games is probably my favorite character from from them as well but basically uh tiny tita is just this l- little girl she's probably i don't know i think she, they, she gives her age but she's probably like eight or nine years old but she's like insane and just like deals with explosives and like it's she's She's pretty funny, from what I remember. Uh, but anyway, Ariana Greenblatt was previously young Gamora in the MCU. Uh, so in that meme where it's like... Yeah. What, <laughs> what it cost meme, you? Everything. Everything. Yeah, that's her. Uh, but she was also recently in the movies Love and Monsters, which I have not seen, and Scoob. She was apparently one of the voices in Scoob. One so. of your favorite movies of the year. Yeah, Absolutely. Right next to Monster Hunter. Bergeron for me, Olden. Bergeron for me, too. Uh, last bit of movie news, like I said, slow movie news week, <laughs> um, is that apparently an unmade Stanley Kubrick movie is going to be made. He had one of his old archive screenplays that never got put into production uh, is being brought back. It was titled Lunatic at Large. Although nothing is really known about the plot cast. I didn't, I didn't know he wrote an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, not, aside from that being in development, there's not much known. Like, there's no director or, like, anything like that attached to it. I think it. Kubrick should direct it. Yeah. Zombie. <laughs> Bring zombie him back. Kubrick. <laughs> you think Stanley Kubrick was kind of crazy. Just wait for zombie Kubrick. Kubrick. <laughs> 3001 what, what you, Space Odyssey. How do you feel, Jimmy? Would you watch a, a Stanley Kubrick movie not made, made by him? I haven't even seen all the ones he has made, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's intriguing, I'll, I'll, I guess. I mean, if he didn't... I wonder why it wasn't made. Did he just die before he made it? Or Well, from know. what I understand, it was from, like, earlier on in his career. I, from, I think he has like a lot of screenplays that he wrote but just never made so i don't know if it's just like once he didn't feel passionate enough about or what it was well in that case i feel like you shouldn't make it because if he didn't (laughs) make it 
then don't make it, you know? Like, he would have yeah. made it if you really wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. Because um, he does whatever he wants, <laughs> regardless yeah, of how other people, how it impacts other people. So, um, I guess uh, I'll go Bergeron here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go Bergeron as well. I mean, you could also just publish it as like a, a screenplay too, couldn't you? I mean, just yeah. like the unpublished or the uh, the the unfilmed works of Stanley Kubrick or whatever. But see, that wouldn't make them as much money, Jimmy. No, but it might be. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? I I don't know. Okay, and then the last thing I have because we didn't mention it last week, and Jimmy was like, "God damn it, we didn't mention it last week." Uh, the PlayStation VR thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also bringing it up because there was more stuff about PlayStation VR this week, but uh, specifically, it was confirmed that there's a new version of PlayStation yeah. uh, VR being made for the PlayStation 5. Is much known about it aside from that, Jimmy? Well, there's going to be new controllers. Um, okay. I think it's it's still gonna it's not gonna be wireless if I gathered that, but it's just gonna be like one cable. The current PSVR has like a whole breakout box thing that you have to to use, and it's a pain in the butt to un, to move your PlayStation or to reconnect it. There's a million wires, so this next one will just be one. Uh, apparently, it's gonna be very cutting edge, everything, and uh, I think it's gonna be like a pretty wide field of view and all that. So. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm very excited about it. So I've definitely given that two thumbs up Brokaw. Right? Gonna, not coming out this year. Um, next year at the earliest. Nice. Um, they kind of said. But uh, yeah, I definitely am excited for that. Because I'm glad PlayStation is still supporting that. Because um, PSVR is remarkably good for being <laughs> really just hacked together with random stuff so now that they actually are going to you know use actual vr technology i'm excited to see what they're capable of yeah and with the power of the ps5 did you see they're making doom 3 in vr yeah no i I was going to talk about the uh like games they announced or at least some of them yeah doom 3 in vr which looks seems like a seems cool because doom 3 is the one that some people don't like because it took like kind of a slower approach compared to the other games but overall it was still very well received but it's like more horror based than the other games um so i think that could be very interesting i've i've started it a couple different times and i didn't not and i didn't finish it not because i didn't like it but i just got distracted and did something else i'm sure um but this might be a cool way to play that game. Yeah. Um, I just think uh, I like VR, so I'm, I'm glad that they're keeping it up. Did you see that um, they, the Switch Pro is basically, they think it's going to be announced any, any time this year or something? Yeah. It's it's all like all but confirmed. It's going to have 4K output. Seven inch OLED screen, right? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Which is I didn't like, know if you want to talk about that. Oh, I. Well, now it's making me think twice. Uh, I should probably hold off on buying a Switch if that's coming out. So, I would. I would wait if I were yeah. you. I mean, they and all the predictions about it, where all the heavy rumors are coming from, think it's going to be coming out this year too. So I probably won't have to wait that long for it. Right. So that's probably what I'll do. 
I saw that there, there was like this new Hot Wheels game they're making that looks, I think it lo- actually looks kind of fun. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just saw a video on that on YouTube, just a little teaser. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got holding, unless you have anything else for Tom's. I just want, uh, in the PSVR games, did you watch the trailers for all of them or? Not all of them, no. I don't no, think okay. so. I, they did announce a sequel to I Expect You to Die, which I'm excited mm. for that. I played that first one and that was a lot of fun. I have not played that one yet. Yeah. It's basically like, for anyone listening, it's basically just an escape room where you're sitting the whole time and it's really, it's a lot of fun. And the sequel looks like it's more, and it's got a great sense of humor too. And the, the sequel looks like it's going to continue that. Um,. I thought the the fracking game looked kind of cool because you get to ski and shoot guns and that looks very exhilarating. I love a good VR game that just is has a lot of cool action set pieces in it. Um, yeah, I think beyond that, that's about all I have to say though. Yep. All right, on to our review or our discussion about the final episode, the series finale of One Division. Yes. Holden, the series finale of WandaVision. Much anticipated, longest episode of the season. Yes. What did you think? This is spoiler, spoiler warning if you haven't spoiler seen warning. WandaVision. Spoiler warning. If you warning, haven't seen it yet, don't This listen. is the series finale, so you do not want to hear this if you plan on watching it later. Uh... Yeah, okay, so I, I think it's messy. I think it, I liked it, though, overall. Um, I think I think fan theories ruined it a little for a lot of people. I think that's what a lot of people's problems with it are, although I do think it has problems on its own that isn't made better without the fan theories. I don't know. But I, overall, I thought it was, like, a decent finale. Yeah, I well for me, I would say it checked the boxes that it needed to check in terms of like emotional payoff. But in ter- I think a lot of the action was very underwhelming. Um, <laughs> some of the ways that certain plot points wrapped up seem convenient. Uh, I, as a person who I enjoy the fan theories, but I don't really get invested into them. Like as like, oh, this needs to happen. Otherwise, yeah. I like hate <laughs> this show now. Uh, so with all the stuff like Mephisto not being in it or um, Quicksilver, God, I'm just, so glad they didn't put Mephisto in it. I'm so I am too. Um, and Quicksilver being a guy named Boner and like what? I mean, I understand why people are <laughs> upset about that. Ralph, which apparently Ralph that's Boner. her husband, Ralph. So. I guess oh. that's the origin of him. I didn't catch that until I didn't catch that watching uh, because you know because the boner part was a little distracting <laughs> in his name. I, I I just thought some of the effects were bad. I thought the whole witch fight was stupid looking. I thought the vision <laughs> on vision stuff was really cool. Like I thought that was a legitimately good fight that looked good and mm. was compelling. And I thought that whole. Um, you know, I think um, Paul Bettany, who I still am going to murder. I have not forgotten <laughs> that bit from very early on in the podcast. <laughs> um, but after he's done with his MCU role, of course, um, I thought he, he hyped it up well enough. I thought he had some good chemistry with himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was I'm so glad. I'm, I think it's funny that he trolled that, everybody. That is 
really, really funny. I like I'm okay with that. I think that's a funny way to like mess with people because it's like not outright lying, but it's just like it's kind of I this the Quicksilver thing, I don't mind that he's not anything more than an actor, but the the way <laughs> the name Boner and like just the way that he's like not really wrapped up, it kind of feels like like Disney knew exactly what they were doing and they were just like trolling people and not necessarily in like a funny way it was just kind of like yeah you're getting the hype built for nothing yeah a little bit and i, I, I mean I it's it's still open i guess where you could i don't know yeah i mean some people are like well maybe this ralph boner guy is the is the witness protection guy that jimmy woo was coming to the town to meet or something and i don't know i mean i I think Quicksilver was probably my biggest gripe with this episode, just in the way they wrapped it up, because they like, like Monica beats him and then he just doesn't show up in the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, doesn't show up at the end at all. Like the end feels very unresolved uh, for me. And a lot of, I mean, the main stuff gets resolved. And I think it's like the whole moment where she has to say goodbye to the kids and then she's like, thank you for choosing me as your mother. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> that's um, like something that sounds good on paper, but then the more you just think about it, it's like, that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's like, it opens, it's some sort of hint that the that something else is going on with these kids and we're going to see these kids again. Especially if the post credit scene, they're like crying out from, I don't know, wherever. Mephisto probably has them or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, what, what else? I have notes here. Um. What else do I want to say though? Just like the, <laughs> again, the director Hayward Hayward character is just so bad and so yeah. generic. <laughs> I I mean, like, how how do you write this show and not be like, this is just the most generic, terrible villain of all time. White Vision is a better villain than he is. <laughs> yeah, and White Vision had like eight minutes of screen time. Yeah, I there was a review that I I read. I think it was earlier today. I'm okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear that truck outside? Uh-uh. Okay. No, I wouldn't be surprised if the mic is picking it up. I apologize. It's very noisy behind my apartment right now. I apologize. Holden's mic is picking up his voice. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I was I was reading this review that was like Hayward might be the worst MCU villain. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, like, who's worse? I uh, mean, yeah, maybe like, the 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 shocky whip guy from Iron Man Two is he? No, worse? he's better. He has at least like motivation. <laughs> like he has. <laughs> Hayward even just if seems maybe, like a bad guy for no reason. Well, he. What? Hayward just seems like a bad guy for no reason. He's just yeah, like no, I exactly. want to use Vision as a bomb. That's my motivation. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> For what? It doesn't make any Who knows? like I, I don't understand because like, so he lets Wanda in to see Vision's dead body and like is like strongly implies or basically just says that she can bring him back to life, and then, so does he do that? Plant does he plant that seed in her mind because he somehow knows that she can bring him back, and like power the Vision back? Like how would he know that though? I, I don't, don't understand. Like it doesn't make understand. any sense. I don't. I honestly do not care. Yeah, I don't either. Um, 
what else was it? I Jimmy Woo was just definitely not recording him saying his whole master plan when he just grabs his cell phone or whatever. <laughs> and then they didn't even like show the like that part because he's yeah. just obviously recording him. And then <laughs> Darcy just runs into him with the truck. I'm like, well, how did she time that? Like, what the heck? She's just sitting <laughs> on the corner going 40 miles per hour perfectly as he's like spontaneously <laughs> driving down this road. And like, you can't see. Also, the, yeah. okay, the guy who plays Hayward just has, like, two expressions. <laughs> like, he constantly has, like, the, like, his weird, his confused face is also his, like, angry face. It's weird. Uh, um, yeah, there's, I just thought some of the effects were weird. Like, when Wanda, like, hit, hits, um... Agatha with the car it's edited very awkwardly like yeah the first, like I, the first time I was very confused like I didn't even realize that I thought like did Agatha dodge it but then she's just not in the air anymore and yeah I, I had the I, same th- when I, I had seen- to rewind it and it's like a, like a tenth of a second where they show a flash of her like screaming or whatever and yeah that that part confused me too and even i watched it twice because the first time i watched i stayed up until 2 a.m to watch this on friday but then the, <laughs> the second time i watched it with my girlfriend and uh both even the second time i saw that scene i'm like what, what just happened and then you have like the whole boots like wizard of oz and i'm like yeah. is she dead <laughs> i'm like did she kill her was that it was that the big confrontation um i Okay, so we can talk about Agatha a bit. Um, just they should have like they should have made it ten episodes and spent a whole episode on her. Because I like, like I like Catherine Hahn as Agatha, and I think Agatha in, in concept is a cool villain. I don't think the, I don't think the payoff is really that great. Like her motivation doesn't make the most sense either. Well, she wants, you can, t- like, show she wants, she wants Wanda's power. Mm-hmm. But they don't really explain why she wants her power. Just to yeah. be more powerful. Like, why do you need to be more powerful? They don't, I, like, they you don't, seem they, pretty powerful already. Well, they don't even give her a generic, like, I want to rule the world thing. They don't give her any goal aside from getting Wanda's power. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't really know what your final goal is here. And that's the same thing for Hayward. It's like, I want to use vision as a bomb. It's like, well, <laughs> for what? Like, what are you going to do with that? Um, like, I just, so it's just like their motives are only 50% complete. I I do like that. I, I I think I said this last ep- in the last episode, too. But I do like that Agatha is a villain who's like this all-powerful villain, but is straight up just not like causing everything to happen because she's like like she doesn't know white visions there and she's like kind of confused and white visions there and i kind of i just like the idea of this like very powerful villain not being completely in control well i just like it more if she's just a little bit more morally ambiguous which i think she will be fleshed out to be since they they obviously left that open yeah they're gonna bring her back (laughs) um and as, as more of a somewhat good guy i i mean I do like the character Agatha. I like how Catherine Hahn has played her. So I, like I, I agree with you. The payoff here within the show was not there. It, it fell flat. Um, yeah. Because I just, 
the whole lasers or whatever, just shooting spells at each other. And just like throwing fireballs. <laughs> it just wasn't a compelling fight because it's like, oh, I just suck up all your energy when you hit me. So it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess it would have been more, maybe like halfway through the battle that she should have gone to Vision and been like, look, I can't do this. Vision, you need to take on Agatha and I'll take on White Vision or something. Yeah. Or I don't know. Uh, but the whole like them, st- <laughs> it reminded me of Shazam when they were in the air, like talking to each other. Oh, yeah. Where they're just <laughs> like, I can't hear you. I'm like, you can't hear each other up there. Yeah, there's like storm clouds everywhere up there. And like they're, they're quite a ways apart. There's no way they can hear each other. Oh, and the defensive runes thing was so stupid and so <laughs> foreshadowed and predictable. I was like praying. I'm like, please do not bring the defensive runes into this. Because <laughs> like, not only was it like a throwaway line in the, the penultimate episode, but like how, is, like how did she learn to do that? Like yeah. she just memorized those six symbols for after looking at them for 10 seconds. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could just say, well, she's the Scarlet Witch, so she just kind of has all these abilities with the whatever and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I guess, benefit of the doubt, it just was really dumb. <laughs> and then why, if she did know that, why didn't she do that right away? Yeah, like, as <laughs> soon as she gets wondering. outside, like, yeah, she, she just, just used it from the start. She could have stopped that whole fight. I mean, I guess she didn't think of it or whatever. I don't know. That was, it was dumb. I did um, like again. I did like the vision on vision fight though, and then them talking about if you replace the whole boat, is it the same boat? Whatever, and the blah blah blah. And <laughs> they're just confusing each other. And he's like, "Oh, I am vision." And he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like having that there. I don't know like what other way you could have done it if that's really their goal is to have white vision be the actual vision or whatever. But like, I feel like that lessened the impact of vision dot like the vision in the hex disappearing at the end because we know white vision's still out there he'll probably spend a movie being confused and whatever but i'm sure he'll just be a good guy again yeah and i'm yes and well the the kind of direction i see this going is i think i'm kind of agreeing with you holden i think that wanda's gonna go the villain route here for a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, and then White Vision, she's going to reconnect with him and like she's going to transfer the part of the Mind Stone that's his like soul or whatever into that that being. And he's going to become like the vision we know yeah. or not. I mean, they didn't do that with Gamora. So <laughs> that's just new Gamora. <laughs> just new Gamora. Yeah. I mean, like. Now basically Wanda has access to all this dark magic. She has the dark the this dark hold book or whatever now. Um and like <laughs> like Agatha says a couple different times, like you don't know what you've just done. Like that that kind of line. <laughs> says that at least two different times. So I mean I definitely think that um I don't remember if I'd mentioned this when they first announced the movie, but the Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness, the fact that there's that alliteration there, like people are, and Wanda's going to be in it. People are like, is this going to be House of M? House of M is like really big storyline in the comics where basically Wanda loses her mind and like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering if this is all like build up to that, 
but I think it is. I mean, I think yeah. that's where they're going. And I, I like that because you, you're really on one to side during the show. And then you're like, Oh, well, she's kind of, a, I mean, maybe she didn't mean it at first. I, I guess the compelling thing is I think at the very beginning, when like her grief manifests itself in this huge shockwave that turns Westview into this town, she has no idea what she's doing. But I think by like the, the fifth or sixth episode, she's starting to be aware of that. She is actually kind of controlling a lot of this Mm -hmm. or she's kind of catching up, catching on. And then the fact that she does it anyway, despite how it affects other people. She's, she's willingly trying to be ignorant about it. So I do think she's going to go down the villainous route, which I think will be good because she'll be an interesting villain and complex and she'll come back to the good side. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if WandaVision is purely just build up to that, I mean, now we have like backstory that we, that we empathize with and everything. And so now she can go full villain and we'll feel satisfied. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I did like her Um, costume. I thought yeah. the one. I thought the Scarlet Witch costume, the way they modernized it, looked really cool. Yeah, it looks good. I guess Holden, one of the one of the discussions that I think this show brings up with people de- being disappointed in the finale again for me checks the boxes. I think if I was to give it a rating, I'd probably get like a a seven and a half. Yeah. Or you know, what, yeah. I don't know. Would you? Would you? What would you grade it if you gave it a rating? Yeah, seven and a half, eight something like that that's right where i'm like i'm between those two numbers i mean because it did i did you know get emotional with the, the parts where i was supposed to get emotional but the other stuff i was just like this is felt like <laughs> phase one marvel a little bit some of that stuff um <laughs> but i guess the question that it kind of brings up is you know is with the i personally enjoyed the weekly release mm-hmm. some people may have enjoyed this more if it was just a big dump and some people are arguing that well if you just do a big dump then you don't have to deal with fan these fans being disappointed by all these theories they put together over time and all that so i guess what's your stance on that holden um yeah i mean i liked it for this i i kind of like the weekly thing because it allows people to think about it more and sit on it i do like binging shows um I don't know. I mean, I I like either or. I guess I don't really have a strong stance on it. I like the I like the weekly releases because it just makes it more fun to be part of the hype and to have mm-hmm. certain predictions and to learn about the the comics and how that relates to it. Because I would not know any of that, and there's That's no true. way I would have seen Agatha coming if I just watched the show without the weekly stuff. Um, so I, I just would I enjoyed this way more. Like if I just sat and watched this now after this whole experience, I would not enjoy it as much as doing it during the show while it was mm-hmm. coming out. So I don't know. I mean, we have Captain America and the win- no Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I get confused because they had the Captain America shield in the logo. Yeah, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out. I might wait wait a few episodes for that to get into it, but um. Yeah, that's I. That's coming out in two weeks. I thought it was coming out next week, but um, yeah. So I mean, I guess the overall a success. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, 
I guess the one thing, the other thing we didn't really talk about was was Monica. Monica didn't really do much in the last episode, which is kind of uh, disappointing. disappointing. I, yeah. What? Disappointing. It's, That's what yeah, I said. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, she had been building up to like doing more, especially with her new powers and everything. And I mean, I, I think her her being in this show is definitely just build up for Captain Marvel too. I mean, even with that post credits scene, and you have the the scroll, and she's the scrolls like, gotta go up to space. That's exactly what the scroll said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to space. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I, I, I bet we'll get more of her, and then the second post credits scene was kind of creepy, like, I was kind of, like, I was weirded out by it, I thought, I, I thought, like, the way that Wanda was, like, floating there in her hand movements, I was like, that looks unnatural, but. Well, I, it was, <laughs> I was very distracted, because, like, the, I don't know if it was windy or something, but, like, the, the shot, like, it was maybe, I don't know if it was a drone or how they, they must have stitched some shots together, but it was very, like, wobbly. Like, if you go back I th- and watch I noticed that, shot, that, too. <laughs> and it's, like, okay, a little, like, if it's really windy and they were just trying to get this drone shot, okay, whatever, because it needs to, like, go to this other shot when it gets in the cabin, because that's, I'm guessing how they did it. They started with the drone, and then once it got to the ca- cabin, they cut to, like, a, a handheld gimbal stabilizer but then mm-hmm. it was still like really wobbly <laughs> like, yeah what's going i noticed on that here? too and it just that took me out of the actual shot itself so um <laughs> yeah i wish i could multitask like that that'd be nice <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't think i feel like there's something i'm missing that i'm gonna get flack for not mentioning but The oh I oh I did want to mention the scene where like Wanda just starts choking all of the citizens. <laughs> I was like, dang. I thought it was like they're like, if you're not gonna let us go, then just kill us. I was like, geez, <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've I feel really bad for those citizens, and I <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they will not show up again, except for when Wanda goes to get Agatha for whatever they're going to do, whatever adventures they're going to go gonna on. That's going to be awkward when she's just back in town. They're all giving her a, a glare. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it'll be one of those things where Wanda is the bad guy in, in the new Doctor Strange movie, and then Doctor Strange is like, I know someone who can help. Yeah. <laughs> goes and gets Agatha. Um. And you're like, how did you know that? And he's like, magic. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess any any other parting thoughts, Holden? Nah, that's it. Yeah. All right, Holden. Let's talk about Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, first of all, I want to express my disappointment in Cinemark for yeah, not having heck? this movie in theaters. 
What the I'm heck? So, I'm, I'm, I don't use this term often, Holden, but I think this situation earns a flabbergasted because I am <laughs> flabbergasted that this movie is not at Cinemark because other movies are. And yeah. why would this Disney animated movie not be there? I, I do. I don't know if there's some like weird legal thing going on or something, but it does. It makes no sense to me because Jimmy and I fully went last week. We're like, all right. We're going to see this movie in theaters since it's being released in theaters simultaneously. Fully expecting some theater in Sioux Falls, South Dakota to be showing this movie. But in fact, none of them were. <laughs> so what we did was we uh, split the cost, uh, or I bought it, and then Jimmy paid me 10 bucks, and then one of my roommates who I watched it with also paid me 10 bucks. So we, we, we caved and did the D- Disney Plus thing. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. You know, that's what you we know had to bad, do. Holden? I, I, I watched this movie on my phone in my bed this morning. <laughs> uh, so the way wait, it was meant to be wait, seen. Wait, say that again. You cut out. <laughs> oh, sorry. I said I, I said this is bad, but I watched this phone in my bed this morning. I said the way it was meant to be seen. <laughs> um, It was actually, I mean, my phone, I mean, like, I had the phone, like, four inches away from my face. And, like, my phone has a nice screen, so I'm like, it was a, actually a pretty good viewing experience. And I wasn't okay. distracted or anything. And whenever <laughs> The only annoying part is whenever I wanted to write down a note, I had to pause it and then open my notes app and write it in and then go back to it and all that. But um, I, did no- I did notice you had watched it pretty early. I was like, wow. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, I said I told you, Holden, I was productive today. I was ready to go. <laughs> Um, we should get into this movie, huh? The synopsis. So, uh, 500 years ago in this world, uh, it was like a utopia with dragons and people, and the dragons helped the people, and the people all got along. Sure. But then, what causes things to go badly? I don't remember what thing. But the, the, this, this thing starts, this plague starts. I don't remember what causes the plague. The or rune, I think they're called. Yes. I, don't, I don't think it said really what started it. I don't remember if it did. All right, but it's not super important. This the drone. It's like this black magic thing that it turns people to stone. It's like a f- mist fog sort of. Not like, I don't know. It's like more like a magical thing that covers you and then you turn to stone. Like if you looked at Medusa, and that started to happen and it basically took out all the dragons and the people except one dragon used uh, all her might. Um, to save everybody, but for some reason the rest of, and excuse me, to stop this mist, the drone from spreading, it destroyed it all, and then all the people came back, but that were turned to stone, but not all the dragons. In fact, the dragons all disappeared, or the drag the dragons were either stone, and the the dragon that saved everybody disappeared. So that was 500 years ago. So people have been warring and stuff, and this guy in this place called Heart, spelled like Heart. Uh, he is the chief. He's the if he or not chief. I don't know what they call him. Uh, leader, ruler of this this one of the five kingdoms, and he his daughter is Raya, and they are the defenders of this magical orb that is like the remnant of the la- the last dragon magic in the world, and uh, the dad believes that they that we need to get humanity to unify again for the good of everybody because we're all divided right now uh but things go bad and things go get even worse and the drone comes back and the dragon magic's gone and ryan needs to save the world 
Yeah. I mean, it's, very, a it's a very complicated. I mean, it's so complicated. <laughs> How do you explain it? Like, the movie does an amazing job. I mean, granted, very exposition heavy, but <laughs> there is Jim. so much to explain. <laughs> do not be alarmed. Uh, keep talking. I'm going to let my cat out of my room. <laughs> okay. So as Holden is letting this kitten out of his room, it is a very complicated plot, but they somehow pull off explaining it. I, it's incredible, really, that this that you just get it. I mean, the first 10 or so minutes, somewhat exposition heavy, and there's exposition dumps throughout the film. But I, in terms of being understandable, it's very understandable. It doesn't get too in the way, and it's actually pretty creative and interesting in my opinion, I don't know if Holden's back yet. I don't have my thing on my skull. Oh, there he is. I'm Hi, right, Holden. I'm back. <laughs> How much of that did you hear? I heard that you thought it was creative, but I wasn't sure what you said it, what was creative. Just the movie itself? Well, I just said there was a, there's a bunch of exposition at the beginning and dumps it between, but like it, I thought it worked enough, and I thought yeah. it was not like completely original. I mean, like we had worlds and stuff, but I think it was interesting. Oh yeah, no, I I liked this movie quite a bit, and I think I think it is pretty criminally undermarketed. <laughs> I was gonna say, Olden, this might be. I'm trying to think of other. I, I mean, it's 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 a little bit of apples and oranges compared to like a a Frozen or something or or Tangled or Moana, mm -hmm. but I think this might be better than all of them, honestly. I think it's de I mean, it's definitely better than Frozen too. Let's say that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> not a competition there. I think. It, okay, I think it's very similar in a lot of ways to Moana. I like it more than Moana. I like it. I don't. Frozen's it's tough. Frozen's tough just because we've been so exposed to it, <laughs> like, just in life. So I think it's hard to view Frozen on its own. Um. So I won't I won't necessarily go as far to say it's better than Frozen, but I think Frozen's definitely more iconic in terms of like the music and all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think this is one of the best modern Disney movies, probably the best one in quite a while. And I like as I hinted at before, I think it's so like it's so undermarketed because like no one knows this movie is coming out. I like really unless maybe if you have Disney Plus already. Or if you're kind of keeping up to date with Disney movies, like, I think you'll know. But I don't see commercials for it. I don't see ads for it really anywhere. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's too bad because this is a, a quite a good movie that's just going to go completely under the radar. And mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's just, um, I guess we should talk about why we like it. Maybe that would be a good I thing. I do um, want to say something first before we get into it. So the writer of this movie, his name is Kui Nguyen, and he he wrote the play that you saw me in, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, interesting. She kills monsters, which I which is a very good play, or in a very funny play that I like quite a bit. But yeah, you know, depending on who's performing it, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it's me, then no. Um. I think the director or something did Big Hero 6, a movie that's apparently very good that I still haven't seen. I like this more than Big Hero 6, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, just, I mean, I guess it, I, it's pretty a pretty predictable movie. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not like, but it's still very enjoyable. I thought the world was very interesting. 
you have these five kingdoms. They're all it's like there's basically this <laughs> land and then it's like split up by this river that looks like a dragon <laughs> or a lake or whatever you want to call it. Body of water. And then like each part of the dragon, like so the tail, there's like a kingdom called tail and talon and heart and fang. fang. So and that's the, like, uh, and they each are very distinct and unique and visually interesting. The Which world I is very Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> it's like a very, at least setting-wise, it's very similar, and I—that's I, not like an issue I have with it, because I, I mean, I think it utilizes that inspiration well. But I, yeah, I noticed the comparisons there quite a bit. Um, I just thought that like you kind of get this. So on this journey, it's very much a a, a kind of like you team gathering movie like you raya forms her squad sort of throughout the movie and like it's a very fun to watch squad um that bring different elements to it and it was i really enjoyed going to each of the locations along this journey Mm -hmm. uh, that she goes on she has this rival which i thought maybe could have been a little bit more interesting or something i mean i I almost wish this was like a, a series because I think it would have been cool to see this world really fleshed out more. Yeah, that's I, I thought that too. I actually really liked the rivalry between them quite a bit. Um, I thought it was kind of... Disney did this to a much less successful extent in Frozen 2, but like I kind of like their um, what they're doing with some of their modern movies and not really making an actual villain out of it. Like In both of those cases... In this and Frozen 2, like, the villain, I guess, is just, like, nature. <laughs> but it's a lot cooler in this movie. Because I don't like I don't like comparing this to Frozen 2, because this is just better in every way, basically. But I, uh-huh. I, think it's, I think it's interesting having, like, no real human antagonist and more of just, like, com- more complex rival characters. Yeah, I agree. And, like, you can understand each, like group's motivation but like mm-hmm. the theme is pretty obvious throughout the movie and it's, i think it's a good theme and uh, they hammer it home quite a bit that's probably one of my minor gripes with it is they, they basically say the theme like several different times and then when you get to the end and they have like the revelation it's like yeah we already knew yeah um and the characters are likable it's fun to watch it's like I said, visually, visually intriguing. The animation's gorgeous. I mean, like, the water looks incredible. I, I was going to... I made note of this. I think this is my favorite, both in regards to Disney and Pixar and what they've both been trying to, like, combine realism, like, realistic environments with, like, their more cartoony side of, like, maybe the character designs and creatures. I think this is the best combination of them. Like, I think it's pretty seamless. Like, even more so than... Soul may may have had great animation and everything, but I I think like this more so has the character designs like work within that environment. Yeah, I think they're both really good. I just think yeah. the world, this world compared to Souls, which is just our world, New York City. I just yeah. think this world's a little bit more visually interesting and tailored for, oh, the, for sure. the film. Uh, and what was I gonna say? I just lost it. But, oh, I was going to say, just, like, the lighting is gorgeous, too. Mm-hmm. The, the lighting is re- really nice. Um, yeah, that beginning scene where she's in the in the temple. Yeah. With all I the think, torches on the walls. That looked yeah. really nice. Um, 
you have uh she has her like armadillo thing i don't know what to call it tuk tuk uh, is its name provides some good uh uh comic is good you know comic relief character gets yeah, a lot more play in the first half of the movie than the second disney half. animal companion yeah um but uh yeah i i think um the score was excellent james newton oh, howard did a very nice yeah, job I re- this is probably one of my favorite scores in a while i liked the i also liked the non-focus on music <laughs> that there was yeah, there was not a, like there, in terms of like a musical yeah not a musical and i don't think it should have been i think it yeah. could have still worked but it worked as not a musical so um yeah, I just I thought this movie was very well done all around, and I think it's a really big bummer that it's coming out now and that nobody <laughs> is going to see it honestly, because I yeah. think this it's just too bad because I I think a lot of kids would like this and it's a very creative movie and it's original. I mean, why like I this is so much better than a lot of the just slop Disney's been throwing out there from live action remakes and sequels and all that stuff. Are you saying this is better than Mulan? I, the 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 live <laughs> the action remake, yeah, <laughs> and much more worth thirty dollars. I'll tell you that. If I would have paid thirty dollars for the live action remake of Mulan, would, oh man, would have been so mad. I would have uh, irate. <laughs> I liked the uh, fight scenes in this. Like overall, I thought the action in this was pretty unique and interesting. It was. Some of the more like hand to hand stuff was it, it seemed like it was being animated to be sh- like look like it was shot like an action movie, like you're kind of a live action action movie. Um, well, it's just it was interesting, interesting because you had like a whole a culmination of a bunch of different kind of cinema cinematic styles. And you, yeah. you had your action moments, but then you had like Kurosawa vibes at times when there people are about to duel and then, you know, they all this stuff and or just like silly animation things where weird things are really flying around or you have these you know i mean at t- some parts of the exposition thing it was like you know 2.5d animation where it kind of looked like things were you know created in two dimensions and then overarching each other and it's being explained that way with different graphics and things and yeah all that i think it was just a nice blend it's very colorful like it's like one of those things like when you get <laughs> it's it kind of reminds me of Spider-Verse in a little bit in terms of just like a very vibrant color palette that just mm-hmm. pops and yeah, is very pleasant to see. Um, yeah, they they really liked during those more lighthearted bits they or they really liked editing it alongside the music. They liked having both kind of go hand in hand where some some cuts would just go alongside with the parts in the music. It was really quite entertaining baby driver vibes but like light version yeah i totally forgot kelly marie tran played the lead and Mm -hmm. then uh aquafina plays an important role uh and uh alan tudyk is tuk-tuk i think oh yeah i saw that which is funny (laughs) um i did think there's there's like this one like uh soldier who has kind of like two throwaway lines and i'm like that sounds like this one guy from ghost of tsushima and i like tried looking it up in the during the movie and i like could not find it i was like oh, i'll just wait till the credits to see if i see this guy's name and then it was him and i was like oh, wow nice. that <laughs> was a great catch it. by me i can't believe i did either i was just like this guy sounds faintly like this one side character from this game 
pretty huh. much just goes to show holden you need to play ghost of tsushima <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh pretty much all of the side characters i liked quite a bit i thought they all they all kind of brought something and they were all entertaining in their own way um and very yeah. unique side characters too. a little like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've really seen this before and I'm not sure if it's going to work. And then it's like, oh, no, that did work. That could have turned out very annoying very quickly, but it did. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about, <laughs> but. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You want to add anything before we go to spoilers and give our ratings? Raya's uh, sword is really cool. Oh, yeah, I did write that down. I wrote cool sword. Yeah, that was my note. I, I've seen it compared. There's a fighter in Smash Bros. Ultimate who has like a very similar sword. And so people are like, people are joking like, hey, they should make that a, make Raya a skin for that character. But um, yeah. Anything else, Holden, before we give our ratings here? Uh, no, I think that's it. Go ahead. All right. I, I think I'm going eight and a half. Okay. That's where I'm at. Boom. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm at an eight. Yeah. So uh, I think it's really good. And like I said, it's too bad because, number one, Kelly Madri Tran, good for her for being in a, a movie that I think people are going to like. I don't think I, mm-hmm. gonna, people are going to hate this movie. Um, and it's just unfortunate that uh, this is not going to be seen by many people. So see it, whether, yes. it, you know, you pay money now or, you know, wait a few months and then it'll be free on Disney Plus, I'm guessing. So, yeah, I think it I think Disney Plus said it's coming out like mid-june free so Mm -hmm. yes watch it then highly recommend it and then come back and listen to our spoiler review so we get that extra download all right on to spoilers spoilers for raya and the last dragon now nobody's seen it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we'll do this for a future reference, I suppose. Um, Alden, anything else you want to just start off with here? Or I guess I can get into, into things. Nah, you can and start with what you've got. I, I guess one thing that, I mean, lots of great things about this movie. Uh, I have just like a couple nitpicks. Um, one of them being like the condition of heart after the opening sequence. I'm like, did everybody just turned to stone there was it destroyed because like oh they yeah don't really go yeah. back to it i mean they go back to that one that one chamber where they this the gem or stone or whatever they called it was held the dragon stone i don't remember what they called it um was held but they don't like go back to the rest of the city i'm like so what's going on there and they don't yeah, show they her didn't... home or anything she just seems to be like a nomad yeah and i mean i think I mean, I think no, I think it's entirely made of stone and we kind of get that sense when we go back later, but we don't really know. No. So, um, then, uh, what was, I mean, just the predictability of the dad turning to stone (laughs) coming. I'm like, Oh, this guy is super idealistic about the world and a father figure to the main character. (laughs) He's not going to die. Yeah, no, I, that was, as soon as he like said his first line or as soon as that character like revealed himself to be uh, Raya's dad, Kale just turned to me and was like, yeah, he's going to die or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like that opening sequence. I liked how it kind of it was a little bit. I mean, there were some like Indiana Jones vibes in here, too. 
mm-hmm. with the different the whole like take counterweight balance thing and the whole you know booby traps and all that and definitely had some play from there um very adventurous i guess like i was like why does she trust the the kind of the word of her rival like the person who betrayed her that like at one of the end of these rivers is um is it sisu sisu yeah sisu so. um at one of these rivers is sisu and like like i guess that's all she had so she just had to trust it but she dedicated the next 60 years of her life going to the end of every river based on what the person who betrayed her and destroyed her life did you know said to her so that was interesting um there's one i thought really awkward transition um that like when they're eating the stew on the boat for like the first time and it's like real they're like oh this is so spicy and like immediately when they say that it just dissolves into the next scene Oh, um, it <laughs> I was. I didn't notice that. Like, it was very weird. It just happens very suddenly, but not. It. I don't know. It just felt really awkward, and not that well thought out. I thought they could have put a more natural transition in there somehow. I really liked that shrimp boat kid. <laughs> I did too. I thought he might get annoying. I also thought the baby might get annoying, but neither of them did. I ended up liking them both. Yeah, they were both. They bo- both were unique. I like. <laughs> The baby was re- I, like that whole chase through that, whatever. It was I can't like remember. basically Spring Festival China, but as a world. Yeah, that whole chase through there, where the, where the baby has the p- bits of the dragon gem, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, and it would, they looked gorgeous too. The little monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand how the baby is so smart, but I'm not gonna yeah. worry about it. Um. Well, I'm like, I'm also, <laughs> that that whole thing with the baby, I, I do wonder, like, well, so the baby is, like, really good at this, so how long have her parents been, like, Stoned. turned to stone? <laughs> but then, if they've been turned to stone for a while, would she be older than that? Don't worry about it, Olin. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's just a very resourceful baby. I, uh... The, the other things I, I really liked Aquafina as Sisu. I thought the whole like oh you know it kind of reminds me of like how history can just be so distorted and stuff. Being like a, a history major and teacher, that like yeah we totally we just go off these things that we have and they could be just complete misdirections of what actually happened. And <laughs> then you get an actual person from the scene. You're like yeah you know when you turn in a group project and yeah, you know you didn't do much of the work but you get the same amount of credit. Um, yeah, I did. That, that was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I just enjoyed her character and she's kind of like very trusting too. Um, I don't, they kind of had a line at the end where, um, remind me of the, the rival girl's name. It starts with an N. It's like Nasari or something. I'll just look it up, but keep going. But she's like, you're just as responsible for Sisu's death as I am. And I'm like, you literally shot her in the chest with an arrow. How is Raya, Raya responsible for that? I did not understand that part. <laughs> I didn't get that either. Because <laughs> she kind of like tries to stop her with her sword. So I'm like, did that deflect the air? It's one of those things where I, like, I didn't understand how the editing worked. 
Yeah, I will because I she was pointing at the dragon at yeah. Sisu. So but then like, I it looked like apparently Raya like misdirected it, but then it just ended up right where she was pointing anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> and you pulled the trigger. So I'm like, <laughs> Namari, I don't understand. Namari, Namari is the rival. Namari. It's like Minari. Namari. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I'm as soon as they introduce Namara, I'm like, well, she's gonna be a rival character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then she's like pretending to be her friend and stuff. I'm like, this is not gonna last. I <laughs> I liked how her hairstyle was just her mom's, but flipped. <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm glad they have one going one way and one going the other way. Otherwise, I would not be able to know. Um, I I guess the other thing is like. Could they not just be like, hey, look, you know, we could bring all our all the other people, you know, all our loved ones died to this drone. You know, Raya could just be like, hey, I have these dragon pieces. Let's all come together and just put them together and bring everybody back. Like, <laughs> I didn't yeah. understand why that was like. I mean, I kind of get the Namari's mom stance of, well, when they do that and everybody's back, they're going to blame us for what happened. Mm-hmm. so they're going to come after us. I guess that kind of explains it, but, you know. But, like, everyone else should be on board. Yeah. And then if everybody else is on board, that's three, that's 4v1. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess the the um, uh, spine or whatever was, that, that only had one person, so the one guy. Um. But let me see. I did. I liked how each location like looked like the name of their location. Mm-hmm. Like a, a spine had like mountains and stuff, and the tail one had winding rivers and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just I thought Tutuk was a nice addition. He was mm-hmm. pretty funny. He's likable. He was very helpful too. Yeah. Um yeah, the kid, the kid with the shrimp, he was funny. Mm-hmm. Um it was nice to see them like reunite at the end with their loved ones and I don't know, I guess the only thing is I'm like I would love to see a sequel to this, but I don't know how it it would work. I mean, everything yeah. seems very resolved. I it kind of seem I'm I'm like hesitant about that because it would seem like them adding a sequel to Frozen. <laughs> Cuz Frozen didn't need a sequel. And the sequel they got wasn't anything that was really hinted at at the first one. So, yeah, that no, one didn't turn out well. Yeah, no, it would have to be like, oh, there's also this completely other land that we didn't mention in the first movie. And now they want to attack us or something or, yeah. or some new threat or um, I don't know. I didn't realize how many dragons there were. I thought it was just like those five dragons. Yeah, no. They did say that. Well, I guess they didn't say how many. They they just said there were dragons. And I guess when I heard that, I assumed a lot. I was like, "Dang, this is like How to Train Your Dragon." I know that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, "Is this just a prequel?" <laughs> There's some universe where this could exist as a prequel. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I went through all my notes specifically, but yeah, the sword was really cool. I like how it also served as like. Indiana Jones's whip, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Batman's grapple gun. That was pretty cool. Uh, um, the art, just like overall art direction, 
animation. Oh, I, I did not mention this, but if you watch the credits, which I, I wanted to listen to the score, so I was, I was just and I, I was in bed still, so I didn't want to get up. Uh, they said that a lot of this movie was created, you know, uh, created apart, you know, or at people's during homes COVID. during COVID. So that's pretty remarkable. And they're like, this is yeah. unprecedented because 400 people worked remotely on this. Oh, um, it, it looks so good. I would never have known. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. And this, I think it's interesting. The story is written by like eight people or something too. It's, it's a lot of people working collaboratively on this. And they, I think they, they really did a nice job to make something interesting, uh, very creative and enjoyable. And with that, that has a lot of heart <laughs> more ways than one. <laughs> Um, cause it, it, it could have very easily come off as like a, as a how to train your dragon ripoff and it did not seem that way. No, it didn't. I also liked how the dragons looked different too. They looked like that more, uh, Asian style. Yeah. I thought that was cool too. And it, it was like, it was a unique take. I liked the main, like the lion's mane they kind of had. That was kind of cool. And no yeah. wings, yeah. no wings. And they they like just, I like how they the run air. on the air. That's cool. Yeah, it was neat. Anything else you want to say, Holden, before we before we go on here? I don't think so. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy, originally I was going to be able to give you my opinion of chaos walking because I'm going to see that tonight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was why? I was going to see it this afternoon, but and that's why that was the thing that I had during this time originally. But uh, I I was I'm seeing it with Mariah because she loves the books that they're based off of, and I told her that the movie's supposed to be pretty bad. But she's like, no, I still want to see it anyway. So I heard it's an incoherent mess. Yeah, can't wait for that. Can't wait for an hour and forty minutes of that. <laughs> so I'll I'll let you guys know next week what I think of that movie. Um. Okay, but the uh, one of the big things I did watch this week, though, is because I watched Man of Steel last week. I watched Batman v Superman this week. And Dawn I watched of Justice. Dawn of Justice. I watched the Ultimate Edition because it's the only one that's on HBO Max. And I really didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't it like was, the, the jar of pee? No. <laughs> you didn't it like was Martha. so... You didn't, you didn't like how useless Lois Lane is, is it in the third act of that movie, if I remember yeah, correctly? Yeah, right. She throws the kryptonite spear and then she goes back and immediately gets it, but then gets trapped when she tries to get it. Oh my god. I I was really I, I mean I had heard it was boring. I did think it was pretty boring, unfortunately. And I, I you know, some of that may be due to the extra half hour that they added it in, because apparently the ultimate edition is thirty minutes longer. But I just like I felt it was quite a slog to get through. The actual Batman and Superman fight is so bad. <laughs> like, it it lasts, like, under five minutes, and they, like, fight a little bit on the ground. They fly up onto a rooftop, they throw a few punches there, then they crash into a building, fight there, and then that's where it ends. I was, like, surprised how short it was. You didn't like Batman just killing people? <laughs> <laughs> no not particularly and i was surprised how just blatant that was because i thought that was more like 
I, I thought that was more of like, oh, it was implied that he killed them. But he's just straight up blowing people up. He's like dropping cars on people. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's really no interpretation there where he couldn't just be ending those people's lives. I also, that warehouse fight that people like, I did think that was pretty cool. But like, I thought that was at the beginning of the movie. So I went like the majority of that movie thinking, where is this fight? <laughs> that everyone likes and then it got to the end i'm like oh here it is okay um what did you think about the justice league being revealed through emails <laughs> yeah it's stupid <laughs> oh, people have said it better than me yeah it's it's stupid um what did you think of jesse eisenberg is <laughs> not, not <good>. like <laughs> yeah i mean i like jesse eisenberg but i he just he's just crazy in that like i don't he doesn't really have a character and I like, didn't I honestly didn't hate it. I thought I mean I think it's like a unique take which is fine if that's what happens because I mean people like Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor and he's very bizarre in the old Superman movies but like uh I don't know it's just I felt like his only thing was that he's unhinged and has like weird twitches. I felt like I that was it and i felt like it got kind of old also i've seen like a billion clips of him do that stuff before. like i feel like every single lex luther line i've seen used somewhere else just since that movie has come out because people like to make fun of it so much so i don't know wasn't really a fan of that um the end fight against doomsday is stupid um wonder woman being there is stupid <laughs> <laughs> Also, Wonder Woman being there does not like that, especially having just watched Wonder Woman 80, 1984, it makes no sense. Like what the lines that Batman says to her, like it makes no sense that people doesn't don't know how who she is at that point. I don't know. Very silly. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, my rant about Batman v Superman. Yeah, I have not seen that movie since it came out. So, yeah. Snyder Cut, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks same week as falcon and the winter soldier wow um the movie i did watch this week that i really liked was dread oh i haven't seen it um it's also based off of a comic book um it was just added onto hulu i think because i was just kind of surfing around checking the new releases and i saw it was there but it's like this um it's this comic book movie based in the future where like the police are, are led by these like basically like highly trained soldiers called uh, judges and uh, they are the judge jury and executioner. That's their whole thing. Um, but they, I mean, he basically gets trapped in this building with a rookie and he has to fight his way to the top. And at the top, the main villain is played by Cersei Lannister, <laughs> Lena Headey. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty good. She plays like this drug addict, like crazy, just insane former prostitute lady. <laughs> like she's just in her name's Mama. She's like just crazy. Um, but I thought it was very good. The action was really entertaining. It had some great slow motion that was like, man, Zack Snyder, take some notes from this. Like this is how you do a cool slow motion scene. Um, but the action was really cool. It really wasn't bogged down by a lot of story it knew kind of what it was it very violent definitely earned its r rating 
Um, it was just a good time. I mean, the the fight scenes, it's not like a John Wick where the choreography is that great, but it's very creative and cool. It is just like a very cool movie. What so year did it come it. out? 2012. Hmm. Yeah, I just missed that one. Yeah, it didn't do particularly well, which is why there's no sequels. Um, but yeah, and for for a main character who has his face covered for th- like three fourths of his face covered for the entire movie, uh, Carl Urban did a good job as the lead. Um, then besides that, I finished Teen Titans, rewatching Teen Titans, still very very good. Watched the movie as well, liked it a lot. Um, I'm continuing through Twin Peaks slowly. I am. Yeah, I'm still I don't think I've actually played any video games in the last week. So, I haven't really gotten any farther in BioShock or anything, but Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, Jimmy. What about you? Yeah, so video game wise, I've been playing FIFA so not I I've just kind of gotten back into that. I had not played that in a long time after playing it like every day for a very long time. So, <laughs> um so I've been doing that, so nothing really interesting to comment other than I just am probably too good at that game for my for my own good because I've put too much time into that one. Um, but then otherwise I've been listening to uh, more of the last the last podcast on the left, um, which is an interesting show if you're interested in like cults or serial killers or weird things just Boy, around the world. Boy, am I. I know you are. I think you would like it, Holden. It's, I probably um, would. I mean, it's very, it's not clean. It's, there's expletives and stuff. It's definitely rated R. I'm listening to the Anti-Donna podcast. I don't get enough of that. (laughs) I know. I was just saying for our audience members, not for you. I know you don't care. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I listened to one about the Donner party um, after it was a two-parter. Very interesting. They do a lot of research. I had listened to a six-part series on Mormonism. Very interesting. I also listened to one about the book of Revelation. That was just a one episode off. Um, so they, they just go into these topics that are just interesting to them, and they do a bunch of research, and they've been going on for a long time, too. So there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and they do other podcasts. and they So they have a ton of content that you can just jump into at any time and just kind of find what you're interested in and go from there. So I, I recommend it, Holden. I think you would really like them, and they're pretty funny, too. Uh, That's it's, cool. a, it's a three, it's a a trio of guys who do that um so that's about it for me otherwise i don't think i've been watching anything because i've been just listening to podcasts when i've been exercising lately so i don't know what i'm gonna watch next told what should i watch next what should you watch next um <laughs> i don't know very Let helpful me- yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of things. Maybe you should watch. Um, should I, maybe should I, maybe should I watch? Uh, I don't know. I'll get back Avatar. to Avatar. Haven't seen Avatar. Oh yeah, try like that Avatar? out. That's on Netflix. I think yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that. Huh. That's actually, that's actually a good idea. Right. I'd like to talk about Avatar with you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then next week, if that's all you have, Jimmy. Um, yep. next week is actually a gap week. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I think we'll do Ace Ventura when nature calls next week. Classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am pretty excited to talk, to talk about that. Um, 
So, yeah, that'll be our movie for next week. Uh, we don't have a show because WandaVision's done, so it'll probably be a shorter episode next week. Um, but, yeah, send us in your requests. You can give them to us by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Leave it in the review. Or you can give us a request on uh, by sending us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com. Or you can give us a request by donating to our Patreon. Um, Yeah. And you can uh, follow us on social media. That's, yeah. I think that's it. That's it? You got it? You know, if you had a script, you would know that would be it. I don't know. I felt like that was like the cleanest I've ever done it, Jimmy. You would have it all written down and would just flow off (laughs) nice and easy. And then we would just know when we were done. And then I don't I like just, I don't like that. I like having the improv bit at the end. It's kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, it really adds a lot <laughs> of time to the end of this podcast. That's what it adds. Nothing more. Yeah. Adios, pantalones. Love you.